0: Welcome to episode 74 of State of M.I. Sports. That's State of M.I. Sports where we talk about the teams we love and you love in this great state of Michigan. Stay in touch with us on our social media, State of M.I. Sports on Instagram and Facebook. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast or alert when a new episode is out. And share it with some friends to help us grow our audience. Episode 74, will touch on Detroit Tigers and the Red Wings uh, during our intro and beer, beer intros. Uh, we're going to do a full breakdown of the Lions game against the Cardinals. And we will preview the Lions' upcoming game against the Saints. Uh, we're going to have some fun drafting our MLB teams for the playoffs. And we will also make some picks against the spread like we always do. And, of course, we'll grade some Michigan beers. Can't have an episode without doing that. I am Sam Walthart with me today. There's a lot of people. We got Jarrett Fenema, <laughs> Travis Nickel, Micah Smith, and Ryan Walter. We're ready to drink some beer. It's full ready, house. Ready Cheers, to have a good baby. time doing it. We're going to talk some sports while while we're at it. We're trying to. We started a little early today because we want to we want to watch the debate. So uh, we're going to try to move along quick. But that, that's tough. Easy for me we're to say. Do our, do our part. as <laughs> citizens, right? We <laughs> easy, just got a yeah. bit yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like to save, uh, be informed. Easy for me to say, but hard for me to do when we're, we're talking talking lions, but. Uh, Really, let's just jump right into the, f- the first uh, order of business. We had the Tigers. Their, their draft position is set. Um, they're going to be third overall. If if that's what they're gonna so there's still debate on on the way that they're gonna set up the draft order, um, but as it, as it is right
1: now, they would be third pick overall. So really, worst case, third. It's either first or third based on y- yeah. last year's maybe a combo record or something. Yeah, right? exactly. One, two, it really it depends on what they try be to do this year <laughs>
2: I, don't, I don't the Red Sox that. will get. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, Anyways. I was
0: I was looking at it, and if the if uh, Tigers had to play their uh, final two games, if they won one of them. It would have been in a tie with the Red Sox, and I don't know yeah. how they would have picked to see who well, goes what, fourth. Red that, Sox are what and fourth, fourth right now? Fourth, yeah. fourth. fourth. But
3: they did the combo right like, yeah. <laughs> all the way down. <laughs> <like> third, <laughs> third. <laughs> third, so to last. you got one fan uh, base
0: that's like, do this, do this, do yeah. this. The other one's like, no, uh, that's not fair, right? We'll like, see. Like, <laughs> we'll so about I mean, fair. so yeah, they had a three ninety seven win percentage. They were twelve games back in the division, eight games out of a wild card. Uh, like I said, third. So they're going to be. We'll see what happens there. They're going to get a high end talent guy. Wherever they end up, whether it's first or third, um, we'll obviously get into that. Uh, some of the picks that that we can circle uh, when the time comes, but I think that for how fun that season was, and it felt like we were quote unquote in the race for a decent amount of time. Well, to get the third overall, some of us felt that way. <laughs> to get the third overall <laughs> picks, not not too. No, not I think shabby. I think
1: it kind of worked out. This season really did work out in the t- in the Tigers' favor because we found some guys that we can count on that we want in the future, or at least have trade chips. In the yeah. future, and then we also finished worse with a with a bad enough record to get the third overall pick. Yeah, so, so we kind of got the best of both worlds there.
0: What would your your biggest takeaway be? Is it the guys that we found? Like I, I kind of had a few things named like Candelario, um, his bounce back resurgence, I guess if you will, and he really turned into a, a pretty big leader. I thought throughout throughout the series yeah, or he, season. Well,
1: he started thinking of himself as as that guy in the lineup. Yeah. he was hitting fourth. He earned it. And then he, he just got one he was one of the hottest hitters in the league before he got hurt there at the end. Uh, but he he was crushing the ball. And and I think as soon as something clicks inside of your head as a hitter, where now you're sitting on off speed and, and we did not see him do that. We have never seen him do that, where he was hitting off speed hard, up the middle, opposite field, driving in uh, you know, home runs to the opposite field. We that's not his game. That never has been his game. And so something turned a corner in his head and and I don't necessarily think we need to make him a building block for the future but it but those are the kind of guys that now the rest of the league is looking at that we can use to keep building our franchise. Okay.
0: Now, do you think him moving to first? Because obviously we drafted our future oh, he was first
1: baseman. terrible at first base.
0: You thought... But but his bat all of a sudden heated up. So was that a good thing? Like, do you think that had something to do with it? Like, he didn't have to worry about defensively? No, he, all, we did have to issue. worry about him defensively. Well, he, I mean... He was not he's not. He's not a third baseman. It's a lot more bigger responsibility, right? Yeah. To be a so third baseman.
1: I... I I'm still under the impression that I don't think he's a long-term fit for this franchise. We, As part of a rebuild process, you have to get guys, you have to groom guys and get them to a certain skill level and then ship them off for more talent. We're, we still don't have the collection of talent enough to compete at the major league level. And he's and at so least that now. We were all pumped that they weren't a triple-A team playing in the bigs mm. like last year or even a double-A last year, but it, we still didn't have, you know, we're not ready to win right now. We're not, we're not set up like the Chicago White Sox where you look at their lineup and you're like, oh, dang, you know. That's scary. Yeah. And they have all those guys coming up in the pitching staff as backups. We don't have that depth yet. We're still counting on our aces like Casey Mides and Tarek Skugel to, not that they're aces right now, but to turn into aces. So we're just not not there yet. Next year could be a fun year too, watching these young guys, but then the year after is really the year we're targeting.
0: So you keep saying a few guys. Are there other guys that you really liked? Yeah, I mean, I –
1: I'm sticking to the same guys that we liked early on in the year. We called out Willie Castro and Harold Castro. Harold Castro got hurt early, so he didn't really have a lot of playing time. Uh, but Willie Castro was a standout. Yeah. So what, what did he hit three three forty nine three forty nine for the Tigers with some pop doubles. Really, really good shortstop. I think this is this is somebody that you look at, and he's done it all through the minors too. You know, yeah. I mean, he was a career three hundred plus hitter in the minors. With the he came from the Indians, I'm thinking if if I'm wrong about that, I'm sure somebody would probably call me out. But you know we got him in a trade in recent years, and all he's done is produce. Yeah, when he's gotten in the minors and now in the big league level too. And he didn't look overmatched. He's got a really nice smooth swing from the left side. Uh, he sits on off speed. He doesn't get fooled. He's not overpowered with the fastball. I really I really liked what I saw out of it, and he's a big body. I think he could turn into a. Power guy eventually too.
0: Yeah, I think the the biggest the one last thing that I wanted to bring up before we move into uh, a little bit of Red Wings talk is is should we be concerned about the lack of Casey Mize like being I don't want to say he, he didn't look good because I feel like at times he did, but you look at the numbers and it wasn't anything to get too excited about. Is he going to start as? a Tiger next year, you think? Oh, yeah.
1: He's he's definitely going to start in the bigs next year. To start the season. To like, start the season. I, okay. really, I really think he's earned that right by pitching four or five innings a game, you know, recently. Yeah. And even though he's getting hit, it's for three runs. You know, four That's four true. innings, three runs, that looks like a really, really bad ERA. But it's not like he's getting shelled for nine. All right. You know, and Tarek Skubal, same thing. Like we saw, especially his last outing too, he, he kind of sh- started to shine. And we saw their stuff. You know, we saw the swing and miss stuff where you see the splitter, at times, it was unhittable, completely unhittable for, for Casey Mize. He just didn't have the fastball command. That's a young pitcher still learning how to pitch at the big league level. For sure. So we'll get, jump. Sorry, go ahead. Well, you can get away with it at the minor league level, but not not in the bigs.
0: Yeah, so we'll move over to, to what the Red Wings did this weekend. Uh, Eisenman we made a couple moves here. So he signed Sam Gagne to a one-year extension for only $8. $0.85 million. Uh, I don't think it's anything too exciting. It's just more of a whole placeholder uh, as a third-line center, maybe a winger to – like I said, be a placeholder before you bring up uh, some of the prospects that we're all excited about. I think kind of a Villano. Villano, maybe even Rasmussen kind of fit that mold of guys that you'll start in GR because you have somebody that can at least play in the NHL uh, and not really hurt the team a whole lot. Uh, Nothing too exciting, but I think the really exciting move was was, uh, Saturday night, he went out and traded uh, future considerations, so that's just basically going to be a a mid-round pick uh, generally. We'll see what happens, but uh, they traded it, he traded future considerations to the New York Rangers for Mark Stahl in a 2021 second round pick, uh, which they will ha- that'll make three second round picks in 2020 and three second round picks in 2021. Uh, I think it's a really smart move for, by Eiserman. Uh, you're not, I mean, you aren't getting a stud by any means, but you're getting a veteran leader at the on the defensive side of the 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 ice, if you, if you will. Uh, to lead our our young defensemen as they they come up, Uh, because we are young, and we need somebody to do that. I think I brought up Petrangelo and go out and break the bank to sign him. I think this is a guy you can bring in that isn't as good, doesn't have quite the resume, but at the same time can bring leadership the way you want to, and it's only a one-year. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, $5.7 million, it sounds like he's overpaid, but for what you're giving up, and you're also taking on a second-round pick or getting a second-round pick on top of that, it, it is a unbelievable steal, I think. Uh, the Rangers need to get rid of the cap space. That's really what they were doing. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to win now, and they're trying to clear the cap space to bring in young guys that, that can do it. Uh, maybe even Jack Eichel or other rumors that the Rangers might be trading for him. Um, look, I, I just I love this move. I, I think it's perfectly done. I, I think the extra draft picks is, is a is not only good if you draft, let's say they get a a building block or a piece, if you will, in the and with that pick, or that that was a way that the like last time there was an expansion draft with the Vegas. A lot of teams use those second round picks to control who was taken in the expansion draft. You have Seattle join the league uh, after in two thousand twenty one. So it, man, if we can control who they take, I, I think that's really big, um, really big for for the Red Wings because you can you're not going to be losing out on a big guy. And I, I don't know, it was just a win-win, uh, not a whole lot of information. I think it's up.
4: huge having six second-round picks two years in a row. Yeah. You're going to end up with one at maybe two studs in the near future.
0: Yeah, you, you really you could. Know? You can get a lot of talent in, in the second round. And I also think it's also, if you want to move up even more, probably not this year, you can't move up probably much more than four where you're at, Um but if you want to move up into the first round again, you use two of those picks to go get who you want. That is that is a massive. If somebody slides down the draft board, like let's say that goalie, I can't remember his name, starts sliding into the late 20s or early mid-20s, you can trade up and go get the goalie of the future right like that, and then that just fills a whole nother, whole other need.
3: Um, who do you want it for?
0: Yeah, you- so that's what I was going to get into here. So the draft kind of snuck up on me. The Stanley Cup was raised – Yesterday,
3: yeah, uh, it's going quick. And,
0: and then the draft is a week from today, so we're not going to really be able to get into that. So I did want to touch on it just a minute. Why not?
1: W- why can't we do it next week? Well, because the draft will already be going.
0: Perfect. Oh, we'll be <laughs> we'll be spot on with our picks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great <good> one. <laughs> All right. Sad. Only way we can get yeah, it right. We just recorded this the day
3: before. <laughs> <Yeah. or> the <laughs> <laughs> right. Trust us.
0: So obviously Lafreniere is going one. Uh, everybody's projecting byfield to go number two to the Kings and then uh, two Tim Stuzel. I think those three are pretty much locked in I think one and t- or two and three could switch uh, depending on what what the Kings want to do yeah. so that kind of leaves a few few forwards you got uh, Cole Perfetti, Lucas Raymond um, as wingers that could come in and play but then I look at Jamie Drysdale I, I think I said it uh, Isn't he the beginning a D-man? yeah he's the, the top defenseman in the draft I really think that's where you go I think we're very close to filling the young defensive core, and then you don't have to worry about it for the next two or three years. You can sign someone if you need to, but then you don't have like if these if two or three of these guys hit, you got a few of them there already. If if they hit, you're set for cheap defensemen, and then you can really invest in in the forwards, um, trade for them, draft them, all of those things. Take a flyer on, on any any type forward. So that's where I'm at with. Uh, the draft on next perfetti. week Tuesday. Yeah, perfetti. you want Perfetti? He's sexy. He's a Drysd- sexy pick. Drysdale can skate He's though. A that's the, a really good. That's skater.
1: what Sam told told me like a year ago yeah. or something. I've been holding on to that. Yeah, right. I I do remember this watching him, though. He can he can get across the, the ice skating backwards.
3: Like I don't. I, it's just not normal, <laughs> right? It's fast. I don't know how to. I don't know how to skate. So yeah. <laughs> like any, I've never any done one that. Of those guys. Impresses. Yeah,
1: I've never done that. So <laughs> it's
0: impressive. All right, it is time to introduce our Michigan beers for Episode 74. But before we do, I want to remind everyone of our partner, uh, Siciliano's Market. They are simply the best beer store in West Michigan, uh, located on Lake Michigan Drive between Grand Valley's main campus and Allendale in in downtown Grand Rapids. Uh, Wherever you live in West Michigan, it is worth a short drive for what they have to offer. Whether you know what you want or need some help from their expert staff, Siciliano's Market is the best place for it. They not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beer across our great nation, they are individually priced so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack. They have a great selection of craft beer, especially wine, spirits, ciders, coffee, tea, tobacco, and cigars. They are also the largest—they have the largest selection of homebrew and winemaking supplies in West Michigan, so make sure you check them out for that. We love that Sicily Analyst Market is part of the state of my sports family, and it is who we visit to help us choose our Michigan beer for each and every episode. So please check them out and let them know we sent you. We got a lot to introduce here today. We got five of them. This is going to be interesting. Jared,
3: I think (laughs) you should go first. Absolutely. Then
0: you can pass the mic to Trav and get that all situated while Micah goes, if that's cool.
3: Deal. what are you drinking? All right. So I am drinking Larry's Latest Juicy IPA uh, from Bells. So if you're from this beautiful country, the United States of America, happy debate night. (laughs) (laughs) You probably know about Bell's if you're a beer drinker, Uh, very popular, but this beer, Larry's Latest Juicy IPA, is kind of a nod to Larry Bell, who is the owner and creator of Bell's Brewing, um, which is in Comstock, Michigan. It is a juicy India pale ale with soft hop bitterness and notes and aromas of citrus and peach. That's all I'll say for now. I'll get into my grade later.
4: I'm excited. Micah, you're next. Yeah, so I'm drinking tonight from talk Brewing, their peanut butter porter. And uh, I think Saugatuck Brewing, they're probably Southwest Michigan's best-kept secret, to be honest. They started with creating a perfect beer, and they have kept that focus since opening in 2005 with 31 combined rotating taps plus hard cider and a variety of wines. Uh, talk also has a large family-friendly pub outside patio, plus a secondary tap room, not to mention their newly acquired location in Kalamazoo, oh, really? set to open Thursday, October 1st.
0: Interesting. I didn't know that. Yep. 31 taps. That's a lot of taps.
4: 31 taps. And the the beer I'm drinking tonight, the peanut butter porter, Um, it's it's got a lot of peanut butter in it. It's really, really bold, smooth, creamy, 5% ABV and 35 IBUs.
0: Wow. So it's pretty light on the alcohol volume. Yeah, yeah. All right, Trey, we'll jump back over to you. You ready?
5: Yes, I am ready. All right. What All are right you drinking? So I have All Day IPA from Founders. Oh it's, yeah. It's um, just a classic, right? So I'm not going to get into it too much, but it is something that I just go back to after I try a bunch of other things. I end up right back to All Day IPA. If you haven't had it, you're crazy. Try it. <laughs> right. That's it. Awesome. Ryan, we were told we were supposed to go into
1: more detail than that, Travis. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone <laughs> already knows this. Listen one. Listen to episode whatever that Micah <laughs> yeah. did. There's yeah, a lot okay. of detail there. All right, so I am drinking from Brewery Vivant, uh, Raz Peach Fruited Sour Ale Blend. It's a five percenter. Uh, this is this is the way they describe it. Get ready for yet another unapologetic fruit beer. And tell you what, I'm getting used to these sours. Yeah, I, I could pretty much just do this all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Would you write home about it? I already have. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> chills probably going to get it. <laughs> it's here. called a text message. <laughs> uh Razz Peach will delight you with a round full flavor and sweet peaches and a slight burst of acidity. So far, exactly that. So easy drinking and a perfect transition into Michigan fall weather. I think Brewery Vivant's got a pretty cool story too. Is uh the whole the whole place was inspired by going to southern Belgium where they actually speak French. Oh, really? And so that's where the yeah, the, the Vivant side comes with the Belgian style beer really really cool atmosphere at the place uh, downtown Grand Rapids and um, yeah I mean that's that's their, their love of uh, tradition and artistic approach of the Belgian and French styles beer is the reason why they, they made the place so pretty cool
0: Nice. I am drinking from Arbor Brewing Company here on Hayes. Uh, a little bit about Arbor Brewing Company is, is they were the fifth brew pub to open across the state of Michigan and first in Ann Arbor back in 1995. I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, they still are ranked in the top 10 of the largest brew pubs in Michigan. They have three different locations a tap room and a patio in Plymouth. Ooh, Plymouth? That was a nice little. Uh, they have a brew pub in Ann Arbor still, and uh, their corner brewery and production f- facilities are in. Ipsilanti, Michigan. Um, this is the second Arbor Brewing Company beer that we've done. Uh, Trav, actually, you gave this po- their Pollination Sensation a six point four back in episode eighteen. All right. Yeah. So uh, I'm drinking, like I said, here on Hayes. This is a New England IPA with seven point six uh, percent alcohol. Uh, they say that they describe it as loads of mosaic and citra dance against the soft, pillowy mouthfeel of oats and wheat. In their newest New England-style IPA, a smooth malt body gives way to a soft finish with a balanced bitterness. So far, I think this has been pretty tasty, but um, I'll give it a grade at the end. What we're going to do is we're going to put on some music. We're going to keep the Facebook Live going. We're not going to really shut down the, the recording. We're just going to take a very short break here, probably get some refills more than anything, and then we'll we'll jump right back on. So uh please... Continue listening, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mikes off. Ended, ended the 11-game losing streak Ugh. with a 26 to 23 a lot of win over the previously undefeated Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Stafford led a four-minute and 45-second, uh, 20 or 12-play, 73-yard drive to set up the game-winning. 39-yard field goal as time expired. Uh, the numbers say Stafford had a, had a pretty solid game. He went 20 22 of 31 uh, for 270 yards, uh, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, was which I think was pretty important. Took four sacks, um, but I think the eye test, in, in most Lions fans would agree that there there's he left some points out there, and, and in crucial times, and I think his defense kind of bailed him out with the with the three interceptions that we'll get into. Um, in a little bit. Uh, Galladay, I, sorry, go ahead.
1: Well, I know that we're going to get into it soon, but I I want to come back to this. Did he really leave more points on the field? Because it seemed like more of an offense thing than him, but okay. we'll, we'll get back to That's it. That's
0: fair. All right. Galladay led with uh, six receptions for 57 yards and a touchdown, uh, while Hawkinson and Jesse James combined for seven catches and 81 yards and a touchdown as well for uh, Jesse James. AP, once again, was the featured back. Uh, careful, Jarrett. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> getting a little, little My comfortable boy. here. boy. Table just got a little Did higher. 75 yards on 22 rushing attempts. You uh, act the, like you're not impressed. I love it. <laughs> the defense. Yeah,
3: you're giving me way too much credit for the table <laughs> going up.
0: <laughs> the defense allowed uh, Kyler Murray to go uh, 23 of 35 for 270 yards and two passing touchdowns. Uh, he only had 29 <laughs> rushing yards on five attempts, and uh, they forced f- him to throw three interceptions. I think that's really a, a key. What they did was holding him to not being able to run around and, and extend plays. Um, that was really important, and obviously forcing the, the, the three interceptions was huge. Uh, gave some short fields for the team as well. Hopkins uh, got his with 10 catches for 137 yards. But other than that, I thought the secondary looked good um, by not really giving up the, the big play, the explosive play that, that the Cardinals um, rely on. Uh, they did allow Drake to go 73 yards on 18 carries, but holding the Cardinals, who was averaging over 140 yards on the ground to 109 rushing yards overall as a win, I think that was a big part to this victory. So let's start on the offensive side of the ball as we digest this game just a little bit here. Um, the, my first, my first part, my, the first thing that I think was was worth bringing up is Kenny G coming back it was was huge. It allowed the offense to go back to normal, uh, to an extent. Uh, the fact that Quintez Cephas had zero targets tells me that they were just trying to fill Caladay's spot with Cephas. Yeah, which kind of limited the the offense as a whole because he just he's just not the threat. And your number one has to be a threat at all times because it opens up the game for other players and. I don't know, I think that was really important to this victory. Whether yeah. whether we look at the numbers or not, like it wasn't like obviously a hundred yards or anything, but man, he makes a big difference in that
1: offense. Well, it just takes a lot of pressure off of everybody else. It makes Marvin Jones better, it makes it makes Hawkinson a lot better. So I think you're right on. I mean, he's the threat of him being out there makes everybody else one step lower. Now that now your number two wide right receiver can act like a number two and then yep. your tight end can just run routes and be the mismatch. You don't they're not gonna throw their best corner on, on Hawkinson, you know. Yeah,
0: yep. Uh, Adrian Peterson, what more can you say about the guy? He's extremely important to this offense. Um, carry on only had 16 yards on three carries. Swift had zero rushing attempts. One reception, 19 and yards. One reception, 19 yards. I, I mean, I don't know if that's a cause he look, of concern. You look good <laughs> to me. I mean, the one catch <laughs> he actually <laughs> the caught the ball, catch. which is a, a positive.
3: Um, I I love it. I actually I think that seeing these first couple games before this uh, this game, you see Adrian Peterson. I think had has the most talent running the ball. I do think yeah. that. He's older but still he still has it. Um and in this game I think it was important that they all focus was Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Let's have him as our workhorse. Let's not share these carries. I'm not a huge fan of like sharing carries and trying to like play games with the defense like yeah. no, he's your best back right now. Let's make it work. Yeah. Let's let's just give him the ball. No, um, I, and they did a big, they did a good job of that, and guess what? It proved to be pretty good. Yeah, big I, I, runs, I so. think he
0: helps Stafford out a ton, a lot more than we realize. Like he's not the the safety valve out of the backfield necessarily that you throw the ball to it, like when you're in trouble. But he he always he doesn't miss his block for the most part, right. and he's just another veteran. He's a guy that Stafford can look to when things are going bad. That not everybody's going to be looking to Stafford with their eyes wide open, deer in headlights. It's like. Adrian Peterson's in that same huddle, and they were these guys. I bet you a lot of these athletic players and stuff, the wide receivers, the running backs, they look to AP just as much, if not more, than they do to Stafford.
1: Well, they grew up. 100%. They, they, they grew stu- up. Yeah, yeah, like watching this guy, and they're they're all they respect him. Yeah. So, it, like w- exactly what you said, you know, the DeAndre Swift isn't coming in and gaining, s- <laughs> gaining the respect <laughs> right. of everybody around him. Yeah. But AP can do that right from the get-go. He doesn't need to do. He doesn't need to prove anything else. So everything that he says in the huddle makes a difference people are listening yeah, when on he's the side, talking
0: another thing that i want to bring up about ap is like he's at the front of the sideline like, when the defense is on the field when he's not in like in the play he's always right at the front wherever the ball is he he's he's a massive leader. I don't. I think we can.
1: Well, when we talked about value this, that when all. we talked about this uh, after week one, you know, we saw that he was the vocal guy in the press conference defending DeAndre Swift. Yeah, and that was that's when I I actually personally decided that this was a, a great signing. <laughs> we were both. Yeah, because then the I was just like, okay, you know, if this was just Carry On and DeAndre Swift. The dynamic would be so much different than it was right then when when Adrian Peterson was saying, you know. It's okay, kid. Like this, you gotta get past this. It's happened to me. It's happened to everybody
5: that I see, and this is how you do it. And he was leading them through that. Yeah, Trent. I I agree with you. I think that he's having an impact on those running backs as well. Like, look at the, you. You brought up AP and his blocking, right? I think Kerry and Johnson. That's when I went back and watched some of the game. I think that was a underrated point of the of the whole. Game it's Cardinals. He was awesome in pass blocking. Carry on Johnson. I, yeah, he didn't get the carries, didn't get the plays that he normally does. But that stuff adds up. Yeah, and I think that does. I don't. I don't remember him being great at that last year. I don't know, but maybe AP's having a little bit of a role on that.
0: Yeah. Uh, for the people that are on our Facebook Live, please please let us know your thoughts on on the game, Mike. I think you you got yep. comments up. Um, yep. Just let us know if you have any that you wanted to bring up. Um, but one thing, one other thing that I wanted to bring up, and I. I Completely lost, lost where I was at. So I'll just move <laughs> on to my next point. Uh, Hawkinson, I think he looks like a mismatch again. I think I, I don't know what team can cover this guy.
1: I got the same thing written down. And
0: and look, I, I, he's he might he's not the the what was it twelfth overall pick or seventh overall? 10, Guess it doesn't 10, matter. 10th, I think ninth or tenth. Yeah, or, or somewhere in there. It's 10. like he's not that. It's going to be a long time before that. Being worth, being worth that pick is has proven to us, but he is a mismatch. No matter who we're playing against, um, I think we saw it last year at times, and I'm, we're seeing it again. And he looks like a man out there among among
1: boys at times. Uh, when he's receiving, because he got he was he was getting beat on. Well, that's blocks all I'm too. talking about. Oh, okay, well <laughs> uh, he's still getting better blocking, but no, you're right. I mean, I think his speed at the tight end position. If he has the mismatch, it's it's exploited every time because he's strong enough to beat people off the ball too. Yeah,
0: and he's catching the ball pretty much every time he gets targeted. Yeah, um, that's that's a great great thing to see. Um, not I, not really dropping I, it, but
1: yeah. And I think I think something that stood out to me is in the, with the coaching in this game is uh, the, the adjustments that we've seen from week one, and I I really like seeing this because it shows. The coach's thought process, and at least in my mind, so yeah. week one we had a 58-yard field goal. We went for it. We were trying to win the game, right? Yep. This game we had the same opportunity to try to win the game early on with the fourth quarter touchdown to Jesse James. Okay. That was a fourth. That was a fourth and one. They could have kicked the the field goal, but they said no. We're you know we're 0 and two. We got to go try to win this game. Yeah. And but then later in the game, as the game developed, the defense was was doing their part. Obviously, they they actually had a really good game against an explosive offense. Yeah. And when he had a chance to either kick the fifty-eight yarder again, or have the best punter in the entire league for whatever reason, yeah, <laughs> this right. rookie punter, yeah, you know, put him down at the three-yard line and let your defense do what they're going to do. That's what he chose to do this time, as opposed to week one, yeah. and it really, really worked out in the Lions' favor. In this yeah. case,
0: yeah, we we don't have a section for for special teams to talk about that, so we'll kind of bring it up as as the offense. Um, ho- holy smokes! I mean Prater four for four. Yeah, you gotta love that. But the punter, dude, that he is—he's leading the league in punting. And what was that one? There was a, a even a play. There was the one that Agnew. This was week week two. That he did the block. It was inside the three yard line. Yeah. He, er, no, this was last sorry, week. Sorry, no. I, I, I'm bringing up the opposite point that I was going to bring. No, up. The, but,
1: there was the only the only punt that was not inside the twenty was, was the, the long, touchback was yeah. the best one of all of them, and it was just a boneheaded play where uh, what's his name? Yeah, was, they say he didn't the end zone. They say he didn't establish. It's himself. not even true. He was, yeah, he I thought he was backing. Yeah,
0: thank you for helping me get to that point because I was I was struggling. No, there, but you're right.
1: But. but what I like is you know we saw the confidence. The coach did not have the confidence in the defense week one, and so he decided to go for it to win the game that way. That's a very good – And yeah, now, he's, no now he's punting the ball because he had, did have confidence in his defense. So it's just – you can tell the way he's coaching right now, he's, tr- he's trying to win the game with what he believes his team is, uh, strength is.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I don't think it's a fair argument to say we have good coaches. I understand that, like, the eye test um, – And and the record speaks for itself, so you're not going to convince people that we have good coaches. But I think the way that you explained, you can see their mindset um, and their ideas behind their decisions. And honestly, I agree with their mindset and their decision. I I agree with a lot of the decisions that they make mid-game and a lot of the game plans, I think, are very good. I think execution is still a massive issue. I I really believe once this offense starts starts executing, this could be an absolute stud of an offense – and it could make that that much better of a team as a whole because it l- puts less pressure on the defense as well. Um, I think the offensive line took a step back actually with Vitae getting uh, healthy. I think putting him at guard. I don't want to question that decision, but he looked out of place. Um, I don't think you should move him because I think Crosby actually looks really good at right right tackle. So I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to ruin Crosby because of uh, Vitai's struggles at at guard. So. It's just something to keep an eye on. I don't know the right decision there. Uh, what about Taylor Decker? He's, he's looking like a stud
1: this year so far. <laughs> yeah, right? I, haven't, I haven't heard him really. You pay him, and then, yeah, and then he so, does good. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I think the offensive line, for, for the most part, is, is pretty solid. You have Crosby playing good on the right tackle. Taylor Decker, you don't hear his name, which is a good thing. as a left tackle. And then a, one of the best centers in the league. Um, and then two two younger guards. Yeah, Joe Jackson's
1: been a stud so far. He rates yeah. really, really well on defense. Uh, Football focus.
0: Yeah, so hopefully, hopefully it was just a little hiccup, and he can come in next game. And, and I hope he's at that guard position again. I, I really do, and I hope that uh, just continues to progress. Uh, I thought the offense was balanced. Still, execution was was off. Um, Trav, I think you're you're excited to jump in on on my my point of execution, yeah, uh, but Jerry, if you have something, just just don't let him talk. He's gonna. Argue I've got a lot. Me. I've got, gonna got a lot. Argue we're talking it. offense. Yeah, I yeah, got some stats. Let's talk. I'm a, a stat bit, guy.
3: Talk a little bit. All right, I said these are my notes for the Lions game. <laughs> I said Stafford was okay again. Nothing great. Nothing really bad. Give, let me give you some stats here. So, uh, 270 yards, two touchdowns. Listen, 75 of those yards and one of the touchdowns was on the two minute drill before half classic stafford
1: yeah that doesn't count
3: yeah take, yeah. The, all right, the, so so the most you know, crucial listen, time of a game take that away count. yeah it doesn't count let's throw, the, throw that throw that out take that away the other touchdown was off of a turnover cardinals you know it was at the 27 yard line so whatever yeah, but it doesn't count. 61 of the yards were on the final drive to win the game yeah that doesn't count either. more than half of his yards were on the final two drives of the game no each look half. i i completely that agree with stafford. you that is stafford he's not great I think that's in the just middle as of much the game play calling though Honestly, I, don't, I well, don't
1: think it's. I think it's
3: the also defensive an issue. play
0: calling. You're probably playing
3: Offensive a little more play, preventative. It was it was and, very
1: conservative play calling. This but,
3: whole game was. But tell me that's not. I said it last week or whatever, two weeks ago, whatever it was. That is Stafford in a nutshell to me. Like top three quarterback in the in a two minute drill. He's yeah. unbelievable. The rest of it, I maybe in the middle of the pack. I don't think he's that talented when it comes to uh, talented, an actual games. Say he's not talented is, is way, no, off. Ta- way words. off. he is talented, but not. I don't think <laughs> in the middle of a game I could list probably ten more quarterbacks. He just, that I would he trust just doesn't more. have talent in the middle of games. Let yeah. the stats do the talking. So that that is that's that's and, play calling. That's, all right, Trav.
5: I'm I'm with you. I'm with you to an extent, and I uh, the execution's the problem though. Like we the rest of the game. I mean, the, the play calling is terrible, Ryan. I think you brought that up. I mean, how many times are guys running in the same direction? I don't I, I think was terrible is the
0: right word. I think conservative is a better word. It's yeah, more conservative. Actually,
5: they're not running. Like, Sam, I've sent you clips of the receivers running, literally three of them <laughs> in the same place. <laughs> that, can, that's why he's uh, not getting the yards because gotta play. <laughs> they got to yeah. do their job. So I don't think it's just on Stafford. I think they, they're running all over the place. I mean, it, it looks terrible to me. The, why, there's no spacing, no creativity. So is he talented enough? Absolutely. Is he great in the two-minute drill? Yeah. I think it's just because he just takes control. I think that, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, they get
1: aggressive. Guys run downfield, and that's his strength. Yeah. When, he's, when Stafford is throwing the ball 15 yards down the field, he's at his best. So, in the middle of the game, they get all cute and they, they run these five-yard routes. And, you know, how, how often did we see Galladay running an underneath route behind the line of scrimmage? Yeah, well, than two, two yards two yards short of the sticks. Yeah, exactly. What, are you like, doing? what Why is that part of the the play call there? I don't know why? if that's play
0: call. I think that's just poor wide receivers. at, at you No, know, because they're running
1: underneath, and that's, that's where the underneath was established. So, I mean, the, he did his job there.
3: But I, I think they're taught though. They are taught. I think on like a third down and 5 at or least 6 get the to sticks. get to the sticks and then cut. Depends, like, but look. I, I really do think though with this with
1: this <laughs> offense, we can talk about how good these wide receivers are all we want, but they're lacking. They're missing explosive ability. Yeah. And and I I've been saying that since the very beginning. We, we can talk about, you know, Marvin Jones Jr. being a good wide receiver, but they none of them are scary as a cornerback. The cornerbacks will be around. Will they? Will they make the catch? Yeah, they might make the catch. So like those aren't easy catches that Galladay makes. But the cornerbacks right there—they're—they're they're never just getting burned. And we saw Arizona Cardinals that little dude. What was his name? Uh, Isabella. Isabella. Even a guy like that. Like who? Oh, yeah. Who on the Lions? Jeez. Just can run past a cornerback like he was doing to us. Yeah, it's we don't ha- we don't have that kind of speed on the offense. So this is also a challenge for Matthew Stafford over the course of an entire game to hit open receivers because they're not that open.
4: Yeah. So um, so I get what Jarrett's saying, and I I I don't disagree with any of you guys because I think <laughs> Stafford is a talented quarterback. But when you have your entire fan base and fans from the rest of the league going. Why do they look so good on the last drive but in quarters 2 and 3 you are the same flat team every time. They you need to like wake up. Cuz I
3: cuz I, I think the defense why?
1: sits back and I think if you're playing but a that's prevent that's coaching that.
3: No, but no, I think you have guys you think, out there No, I think if you're playing a prevent it's defense It's a little bit of a blend, but it is still like all right. So this is I, I'm not defending Patricia at all. Like Stafford, no, I do, do think, is a little off when it comes to the middle of the games. He's a two-minute guy. Patricia is terrible. I think Patricia is – I'm not a Lions fan, but I, I do not like him. I think he's bad for the Lions because – Listen, second half. This is a typical second half. Let's go through the drives here. Three plays, one yard. Uh, They got one yard punt. Next drive, guess what? They start at the Arizona 22 from an interception. They go 6 plays for 16 yards. They get a field goal. They couldn't get a touchdown out of it.
0: Yeah, Stafford Next. missed two two or one he missed. That Amandola. was the one. Yes. He missed Amandole in the back of the end zone. That was a bad throw. The and then second it, there one, was another one
1: that wasn't Well, the second one the the cornerback was ready to jump that one. So the second one he threw it away on purpose. He
0: threw it in the only place that it couldn't get. Yeah, way in the zone, high and away. Yeah. yeah. But still, so, I mean, he missed okay, Amendola so, though.
3: But a field goal on the 22. I The Lions in the red zone close are not great. Okay. I think Galladay b- being back is gonna help. But anyways, let's let's go through this. Next drive, seven plays, fifty yards, pretty good, but they had to punt. Um, next drive, they had a good punt return, which special teams has been probably the best thing to ever happen to the Lions this year so far. Good punt return to the Arizona thirty-six. They go eight plays, fourteen yards, field goal. They couldn't do couldn't get a touchdown from the thirty-six. Uh, and then the final drive like we, that is we
1: know they had they had, we know they only scored they 26 so points for 3
3: opportunities interceptions. and like, that's all what the interceptions were also, basically at the Arizona like, whatever 20 to 30 that, yard line. but that's they the can't thing though right,
0: i think this we, we need to wrap up the the offensive side of the all talk right. what i think is is and i, I understand that all right, if you guys have one more point i'm not going to cut you short you know how much i love <laughs> talking <lines>, about <laughs> um, i got but, my notes. But, but honestly it's, you yeah don't don't settle for fear, for uh, field goals most of the time, right? That, that's what everybody argues. You're settling for too many field goals. You're scoring at a six out of your ten possessions. I think that right there tells you you're doing something right. Yeah, we've had short fields. Yeah, we had um, three interceptions, and yeah, it would be nice to have four more points, right? If Absolutely. you if, if you get one more touchdown, that's four more points. Okay, that's thirty points then, right? Am I doing my math right? A that's a pretty pretty high scoring game. I think we're one play away right now from having 30 points scored execution. and that sucks and it, and it is execution i agree with you it is it, it, and it's so many different reasons and every every football fan sits and watches their watches their team and gets frustrated because it is just one or two plays every single game it is not for the chiefs though they're, they're yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a bad day but if yeah, you yeah, have if you points. have another point
1: go ahead and bring it no, up uh, look i i agree <laughs> with all you guys i don't and th- i was ready to just tear this offensive performance apart because it was not impressive. They had every opportunity in the world in this game to pull away and to shut the door and to, to make it – they kept saying it was a seesaw game, they won the turnover battle yeah, three, three to three nothing. To no- Why is this a seesaw game in a 3-0 turnover battle?
3: Should have been four turnovers. Yeah, that makes it and, should have been. And two or three of the turnover, two of the turnovers were literally. Yeah, you had thirty yards to get to the end zone. You couldn't come through. Yeah. right. And, and that That's that was killer. not a problem
1: last year with Stafford. Last year Stafford was red zone. He was a killer. Mm-hmm. They they converted those into touchdowns. This they're still finding their way, and I don't know if it's the Galladay situation. I don't know if it's they need to get Hawkinson more involved. In the right all right, zone. let me cut in on that one. But, but listen, last <laughs> week, last week, I listened to the podcast. I was not on it. I listened to it, and you guys were all talking about how they got away from the running backs, got away from the running game. But what I saw this week is every single time that we were in a good spot, we would run two times with Peterson, and then we would have a third and seven, third and six, third yep. and five, and all the pressure was on that one play that was not very creative, and nobody was open and what what do we have we don't have a
5: quarterback that can run for 6 yards and get a first down right I agree so, with you. So what are you but looking for? You know, that's I'm, what I'm, I'm saying. I, I think we, we, we ran stretch plays on first down way too often. Yeah, that was I, that a
0: big mistake. This and end around, like we had Agnew. We had How many times did
5: we screw ourselves over with a stupid play to Agnew? The next thing and you know, twice, you, now, now you're second 12, second 13, and you're still trying to establish that the run game. There was also
1: Peterson running backwards too. He was doing Oh, yeah, the same he did thing. the same
5: thing, which I it, I don't know why. I, I'm, I'm confused. I still think we need to establish the run game to, you know, complement the, the passing game. But it still, I, if you go back and watch it, I, I like I'm telling you the receivers are not running the right routes. Like it's that simple. But I, so I,
0: like, I wonder if it's the right routes or or if they're honestly just trying to plug one side of the field. Like if that is by design. How it,
5: is that, I don't know. I'm not saying it should <laughs> be. Sorry, that, I'm not saying it should be. Put but that into a hockey <laughs> context, like that's saying like three guys just go stand in front of the net and one defenseman can cover all three of them. That's exact. That is literally what is happening. I, I, okay, I, that I is that is it. Like I agree. I don't Very think that. Nice. I don't
0: think they're doing that. I don't think they're designing it that all three running or wide receivers run bet run into each other. I'm one side. Right, of the So team. I don't believe that execute that's the, the
5: right way and hold them accountable. But look,
1: look. I, this is this is the optimistic side of the way I'm thinking about this because our offensive line has been killing it so far they, they've actually rated well above average so far in the nfl the offensive line we've never said that as a lions fan the offensive line we have matthew stafford we've the only person we've trusted for the last 10 years he, he's still on the team so we have good offensive line we've got matthew stafford we've got three running backs that are looking pretty good right now and what are we worried about the offense I don't think – look, I'm not going to argue saying that they have executed the right way. They haven't. They looked actually terrible executing, especially in the red zone. But I think if that's what we're worrying about at this point, it means we did something right on the defensive end, and I'll take that every day. Yeah, you got one more point. One more, and then we will move, I promise. Okay.
3: So this was a big one for me, and I don't know why – all right, I get it. Thought I finished. Hawkinson, he was the ninth pick in the draft or whatever it was. You're going to bring that up. No, but he was – so. I get why all attention is on Hawkinson this was the first game that the Lions actually utilized Jesse James yeah and he was so successful in Pittsburgh and there's a reason and he, you, I don't he know. was in a red zone in the red zone in the red zone yeah unreal like and guess where the Lions have issues in the red zone there's a reason why Jesse James why you paid him pretty good money to come to Lions. And you're not even using him.
1: Yeah, I loved seeing him involved. It in was this nice game to see use he him. Involved.
3: He had like 40, 50 yards, but in the red zone, like if you can get Hawkinson and Jesse James and actually throw him the ball, I love Hawkinson. I think he's going to be a good talent in the NFL. But use him more. That you got to feed him more because H- that guy is pretty talented in the red zone. Have also.
4: they tried loading those two guys up on one side? They, they did this game. Yeah, they did this game. So how it work?
3: It. That, that was a touchdown. That was a
1: touchdown. And and he had another opportunity for a touchdown that yeah I think caught, they need yeah. to do
3: that more again Hawkinson he's the he's the sexy pick everybody likes him because he was a high draft pick but like Jesse James he's a veteran again on a very successful Pittsburgh team they used him a lot Ben Roethlisberger loved Jesse James in the end zone so 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 what they're saying is do it more. use the right guys in the right situations the right don't guys. don't just Use Hawkinson because right. you have play. Galladay back high. is huge. You now have someone that they're going to focus on. But look, I, not you. I'm not, Jesse James I'm James not arguing that
0: Jesse James isn't a weapon, but Hawkinson is that exact same weapon. It's not like the. It's not like Hawkinson can't do it. Hawkinson's a stud in the red zone as well when you utilize Craig, Look what he did against Car- not, Cardinals last year. He I was. Think, I think that's what you're saying is right. like.
1: Look, you have not only Hawkinson, you have another. Weapon in the red zone, and so if we use those combinations, is that what you're saying?
5: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean, we and can I, use I, what I'm, we have. I'll answer right. for so, you. So, but, so real
1: but, quick though, uh,
0: he had one touchdown in 2015, three touchdowns in 2016, and three touchdowns in 2017, and two in 2018. That doesn't sound like a massive red zone. He's been hurt. Steeler to he me, tore, just tore my, my opinion. Life.
5: When he's playing, he he's a threat. But listen, what I think maybe piggybacking off what Jarrett said. The mismatch of having Hawkinson and James out there, and I also think Danny Amendola is a mismatch too. He could be that Isabella exactly. guy, exactly. And I and I don't. And then you still have Galladay for a jump ball or, or Jones. And I think that we have to utilize all them guys to create some sort of mismatch with a linebacker that can't run or yeah. can't jump.
0: I'm sure these coaches do not know that they have all of these. Red I zone don't weapons. know that I'm they sure do. That they they just. They but, sit a, there but again, and like, it's yeah, like we don't have
1: any weapons. But again, it's like s- it's
5: like safe play calling instead of <laughs> creative play calling. I got to creative. I agree with Why are you not like running? I know they're illegal, but more pick plays. The first try touch- it. The first w- touchdown lines. was a
1: beautiful play. It was an easy touchdown. I can't remember the last easy touchdown that the Lions had. True. Right. Let's go. We got we We're going to read on some
4: defense. We're going to read some comments. Okay. I'm a defense guy. All right. Anyway, I've been waiting to read these comments for at least ten minutes now. So. Uh, it's like Forty-five. Our words. friend, <laughs> yeah, her friend Don't Kyle, podcast they King want to do Kyle, equipment. is listening. Oh, and no he way. commented. Class. He said, "Lions, world-class punting."
1: Oh come True, on! True, that won them the game.
0: Yeah, I, I, well, honest, you did say they oh, were don't killing don't, it and punting. I so got a segment coming up gun. here about the old punter. <laughs> <laughs> the punter was a stud. I'm not. Gonna he's, lie he's been a stud all year. I'll talk. I feel I'll like it was a shot by Kyle. Is what I think it was. Well,
4: he's a Lions fan, so yeah. I don't think it was a shot. what it is?
0: I know, but I did. He would never take a shot at this podcast. So or me, Mike Workman.
4: Mike Burkham has said defense was a big change saw some pressure also think I heard 40% was zone coverage whereas prior weeks greater than uh, greater than 90% man to man Yeah yeah nope. I'll
0: I'll actually read those forty-six exact, think it was 46% those exact wasn't it? stats so uh, more zone mm. coverage so 82 one in man coverage in uh week 1 81% in week 2 and only 56%
3: in week 3 and, and I th- I think that's key cuz guess what your secondary right now, it's banged up, it's bad. I don't want those guys going man-to-man. We've seen what can happen when you have one guy, you just need one little weakness and a good quarterback, and he will pick them apart. Yeah, but fin- finish, but keep, keep finish
0: his comment, and then i, I got to respond
3: to he, that. Keep going.
4: He just finished his comment with, help your young talent learn by using zone packages. He also finished that up with all-pro punter, and Kyle said more like 30 minutes, and that was a shot of truth to Sam.
0: <laughs> All right, so – I agree. I like it was it. it was great to see the, the uh zone coverage. I think that was that was right against this matchup. But I understand their vision of wanting man coverage to work because that is how they're going to get creative and get more pressure on a quarterback without actually true elite defensive end. Is they gotta have their man coverage has to work for this defense to work. For their for Patricia's defense to work. And I know people hate hearing Patricia's defense blah 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 blah. they hate that and I understand it's a trigger word for a lot of people but at the same time is he's our coach and he built this team to work in man coverage and when they're not working in man coverage yeah switch to zone and see if it works I think they did that very well this game adjustments were great but don't expect that and don't think that that is the issue of this defense solely I think we got to like get that out of our head because this team is built to work in man coverage and and that's kind of my my, I guess my. Yeah, but my that's argument. that's a but, yeah.
1: stupid thing to say if you are just going to say this. Don't expect us moving forward. If it
3: worked, if I the get it. Just yeah. but it's work, also and you use
0: it also against that that so quarterback too.
3: I think any Correct. any defensive mind, I would ideally love to go one hundred percent man to man because, yes, that means I could probably put more pressure. I don't need to double anybody. Yeah. That, that, of course, is the goal, I think, for everyone, but you need to realize I don't have the defense for that. Well, They don't have the well, defense. Well, they're also end. missing
0: their two best corners. Just want to say but that. that. But
3: that's what I mean. So, okay, so and guess what? I'm glad they realized it, and that did help this game. That is, I mean, that by far helped. I think if they would have yeah, gone man-to-man, man, they're getting posted. you know what? You, DeAndre you Hopkins also, would have 346 yards. He you should have anyone. You <laughs> also saw
1: <laughs> Stephon Gilmore get torn apart in week one. He's the best corner in the league yeah. for the Patriots. True. So I mean, man to man, that does happen. So people that you know want to throw a kudo under the bus right now. I think you know a lot of his yards against him was actually in the zone. He didn't do the zone very well, and Hopkins just sat along that sideline and got sixteen, sixteen, eighteen.
4: Yeah, so you know, back to back to back. So I I, I don't think this is a stab, but I think Mike Workman's taken a shot saying this was the first time in eleven games that they got any pressure on the quarterback.
1: That's very, 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 very true. And o- O'Quara was huge, Romeo O'Quara. Was a difference in this game, especially in the second half, we saw him get pressure alone. He created his own pressure. Let's talk about Okuda, though.
0: I, I don't think it was. I don't think it was necessarily can I, pressure. Can, let me,
1: can I get into the game plan a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Let's what start. I saw is the big difference in this game was the linebacker group, and what I mean by that is Jared Davis played 15 snaps. Yeah, 15. That he was is. not on the field, and who replaced him? Tracy Walker. So they got more athletic on defense. They they kept Tracy Walker in more of a linebacker, strong linebacker, and then one-on-one with the tight end here and there. And he was also the reason why they contained Kyler Murray. Sorry,
0: did you say Tracy
3: Walker
1: took Jerry Davis's? Spot Tracy Walker
3: basically took linebacker took Will, out and Will put Harris Tracy spot.
1: No, well, he did take Will Harris's spot, but he played basically like a, a they linebacker. They threw more
3: athleticism yeah. into well, the role. It, it really,
0: it was, it was and Collins. Tavai had eighty
1: nine. It was eighty nine percent of the snaps.
3: So who's the other linebacker?
1: Collins. You said Tavye and Collins. Who's the other linebacker out there? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Um, is Tracy I know, Walker? I, I know who you're talking. I know Tracy who it is. They played play three. Play, they played three safeties a lot during this game. Okay. That's, that's what I'm saying. Okay, sorry. Yep. And so they were replacing a slow linebacker, Jared Davis, with a fast Someone athletic. Someone has to keep up with Kyler Murray. And Tracy guess Walker. what? I'm going to have
3: – Yes. I'd rather have Walker tailing yeah, Murray than I would Jared Davis. Even though so, he's a so, gator. You gators. so you think that
0: – So we took a linebacker out of the field and put an extra safety in?
3: Yes.
1: We had really? three okay. safeties. And, and Tracy Walker was like a dynamic linebacker, kind of a – you know, he, he would play – Defense against the tight ends okay. and everything like yeah. that, but he was mostly, and that's why he led the team. What do you have? Twelve tackles? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think I'll he had twelve that. tackles, led the team, and he was basically a linebacker hybrid with a safety. Hundred percent of the snaps. 100% of the snaps. I think that is
0: that is huge. Yes. Um, Will Harris dropped from eighty percent to sixty seven percent in week two, and uh, or sorry, he went from eighty percent in week one, 67 percent week two, all the way down to twenty nine percent in week three. Um, I think he's been exposed a lot, and I think it was good to get him off the field um, as a whole. So I do want to get into a couple more of the points, but we are—eh, we'll just keep going. who cares? This is what we want to talk about. I thought the defense looked like the bend-and-not-break defense that I think we were excited about early on in last year. I think the key to to this team, this bend-and-not-break defense, is getting a turnover— when you're not getting turnovers, you're go- it's going to look a lot worse because they're going to kick the field goals and get points. It is all about taking away the points, three po- three or four points, three or seven points at a time. I think those three interceptions was the key to make them look like that bendin' not bend or bend and not break defense. That that like I said, we, we kind of fell in love with early on last year. I know it wasn't the prettiest uh, start to the season, but at the same time, it's like we were beating decent teams yeah. with takeaways. And when we get takeaways, this is our first three of the year. We're
1: going to win these games. We, we've we talked about it time and time again on this. They built this team for the secondary to be their strength. They loaded up on cornerbacks. They loaded up on safeties. We got Daron Harmon. We got an athletic linebacker. We, we brought in what we thought was going to be speed in space <laughs> on the defensive <laughs> side, right? Yeah. So right away we lost two of our top cornerbacks, and now we're like scrambling with, with cornerbacks that nobody's ever heard of trying to guard – Pretty good receivers, yeah, and that didn't work out. That's that's where we started the entire season. So at this point, we were running with our number three and number four cornerbacks, and number five with Roberts, right? Roberts, yeah, Yeah. he's still getting burned on on a, a every single pass play basis. But the difference in this game is that we had strong safety play, we had strong linebacker play, we had strong, well, stronger defensive line play, and then our our one area of weakness was the cornerbacks. And we saw it again. But but Jeffrey Okuda throughout the game yeah. got better and better and better. And I know he got torn apart a little bit early, but he's also playing against probably the best wide receiver in football. Yeah. And got the pick and then had a huge hit in the in the backfield and, in, in the yeah, opposite red zone, right?
0: Yep. So I really think, I think that's, that's, gaining the, that's the big thing with Okuda is is, is you draft like, when you're a big name as a corner or in the secondary in general it's not necessarily about always being the shut down no play like like slay like shut down nobody throws on me or whatever sherman thought he was and all of that stuff like that's a money <laughs> like it is not necessarily about what you're actually doing it's about making the big plays if you can make the big play or two per game people are going to absolutely love you no. like it it's not about like yeah you can allow 100 and something yards through the air, nobody cares if you make those one or two big plays that change the game. And I think that's what you want from Okuda, at least in his first year. As he learns to become the shutdown corner, that obviously everybody wants him to be that, who doesn't want a shutdown corner, but as long as he's making the big plays in his rookie year as he learns to be that shutdown player, that that's a win in my book. And he tackles. And, and, not at, he and at the same time, he's playing as the number one corner right now. He shouldn't be. He should be our number three, number four corner right now. That is put in situations to make that big play, and force that the quarterback bait the quarterback. I think he did a good job baiting uh, Kyler Murray on that interception, and he jumped
1: the he route was beat. so quick. Nope, you he thought, was beat. You thought Akudu was beat? He was beat, but he yeah, was there. He made but, a great play. But on the that. difference is he had his eyes up and he was ready to make the play when it was available. Mm-hmm. And a lot of cornerbacks they'll run right into the receiver in that regard. They'll, the, you know, the receiver will slow down. They'll run right into him, and that's a pass interference but he's got that innate ability to just always have his eyes on the quarterback and see the opportunity when it's available. I was I was pumped about that too. But I just saw his confidence growing over the course of the game and then Amani Oruware is turning into a shutdown yeah, corner. We have to point. bring that up. Yeah. Like he does not get mentioned. He doesn't get targeted. Yeah.
0: He's he's becoming a very good corner which is only good for this defense. And when he, and he does
1: get targeted late in the game two different times he stepped up and made the play yeah. both times, mm-hmm. and and
0: and hopefully Trufant comes back this week. Especially if Michael Thomas does, it'd be nice to have a veteran that can go against that that type of wide receiver. Um, but then you get Coleman after the buy. I'm just I'm really confident with the way the secondary is starting to, and then the safeties play. Uh, Tracy Walker. I mean, this is this defense. If that if they can get their crap together and be the secondary that we paid them all to be. Look, we're going to start being able to get creative. We're we're going to be able to throw blitzes. We're gonna we're gonna get pressure by default. I think. And the run defense. And that's important. And the run, yeah.
1: Run defense was key, and a lot of it was the run. The linebackers. Jamie Collins was so good in this game. Yeah, he was. Including the interception, all over the
3: field.
0: Yeah, Uh, I I don't know about you guys, but I think this is just a good time to wrap up this talk. (laughs) Oh, yep. can does, I get one? Yeah, can I, just, one more I, love, point. I love my little random stuff. <laughs> one more stats. point and then just take his turn his mic off I after think, he's done so yeah, he, does, he doesn't stop. You've got to give credit him.
3: where credit is due, and we have talked about it and we love to joke about it. Special teams. Listen, I think this is huge for the Lions. I really do. I think this Jack Fox. Whoever the hell this guy is, I don't even know Jack Fox. <laughs> He's the, the best punter w- in the game, man. Where, where did he come from? What <laughs> college? class punting. I think it was Rice.
0: Wasn't it Rice? Was it Rice? Yeah, I, I mean, don't know. Good for him. Uh, I think that was our shortstop for I, the Tigers. If if
2: you asked me <laughs> who the best
3: player on the Lions is right now, I would say Jack Fox. What and is that's, Jack Fox? Jack Fox. I'm not even kidding either because listen to the stat. Number one in average yards per punt, which is like 51-point-something yards a punt, which Insane. is pretty dang good. Yeah. I think the second-place person was like 46. But that's a lot when you're starting to get like an average yards per punt. Um, also, this was the stat that blows my mind, is that he there is only six total yards from att- three attempted returns from those punts. Usually when you get deep punts. He's Rice. Rice, <laughs> yeah. that was well done. Nice Brushed job. <laughs> usually <laughs> on deep punts, you get long returns. It's just you'll catch it. You usually have about 10, 15 yards of space. This three attempted returns on a 51-point whatever yards per punt, and they only have six total yards against them, Leads the which NFL. doesn't just say much about Jack Fox. It says a lot oh, about oh, their Rich. whole special teams. And there's yeah. a new special um, teams coaches here. The too. next seven punters in average yards per punt, they have at least twenty three total yards against them. Wow! So what I'm telling stat. you, it is. I'm a stat. Jack a Fox stat. is fifty three point one average. Fifty three point one. Yep,
4: that's it's insane.
3: Um, right. seeing how long punts are, and then uh, I said Jamal Agnew too has been a big spark for them because uh, one game. He <laughs> averages the most out uh, most at yards. Don't per come in as an outsider return.
1: and act like Jamal yeah, Agnew is such a good player. Seventeen point
3: five yard average per. Yeah. Return. That's why they're giving him. Them- give me stats. Stats <laughs> uh, don't lie, baby. Booms off his foot. Right, he well, is I, first in the NFL. Anyways, right. give love to the special teams. All
0: right, we're going to wrap this up. But I think this is the this game is a perfect example of how an average defense can make this a winning football team. And I think they were just average. I think can, both the offense and the defense were average. I just want to say, I think two, I say one more have, thing. I've when done. you
1: have two average sides of the ball playing football, you're mm-hmm. going to be successful. And, and look, I I know that when you lose, you actually lose. So it doesn't make any difference saying that we could be two and one right now. But the way our players have played and the way that they have the, the talent level on this team should be two and one right now. We got blown oh, out by Green here Bay. we go. But this, I'm telling you, that Bears Tell me game. You be? That Bears be. Once the, should, game, once the no, shoulds no, 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 come out on. for Lions, I'm it's not. I started with that. <laughs> <laughs> I started with that. That is not the should, but I'm saying we it should is. have been two and one. And the I'm just, all I'm saying is the talent level on this team is higher than in previous years.
0: I agree. have
3: i want you to be happier, I want you to be happier
6: when the morning comes and we see what we've become. When the lions
0: go two and two against the Saints. I'll be really happy. Oh,
4: gosh. <laughs> oh, Beautiful.
0: Did I kill it or no? Did yeah, I you did. It? I thought you did. I thought it sounded pretty good. I liked the message, I have to listen. the overall I have message to, of it. Billboard um, chart top five. I'll have to listen, listen back to that. <laughs> you probably won't want to. Sure i will not listen back to that. people are killing me on Facebook. <laughs> uh, but anyways, we're going to talk about the, the game against the Saints. Um, they're they're. I think it's just it, it's an interesting matchup. I think obviously on paper it's Lions against Saints. It's an easy loss, but I, I think there's more to dig into here. So I want you guys to help me help you not to get too excited if that's the right right way to look at it that because usually it doesn't work i know but <laughs> Just
4: hey going how we, all, we all
0: have we all have our flaws and mine's the lines and <laughs> i believe in them
3: absolutely when i
0: shouldn't
1: but
3: absolutely all
0: right so anyways everybody's mics are on right yeah right. check we're good to go all right all right <laughs> I, I think trav
1: trav's not on
4: <laughs> he said check
0: look i i, I think the, the key to right now here on a tuesday you look at the two people that are questionable, you got Michael Thomas for the Saints. That's massively important to their offense, and you have uh, True Font for the Lions. Two two guys that are questionable, and believe it or not, they're going to go up against each other if they both play, right? So I think that let's start there. Like, actually, I don't know. Let's, let's start us off, buddy. Tell us what you think is important in this game. This is what's going to happen in this game. I mean, I'm
3: just going to me, just gonna do all of this in one segment. I don't really need to butt in with everybody else's. But but you will anyways, and that's fine. That's what I like. I He's do. I get passionate guy. about my stats. Saints only have allowed three sacks so far this year, which is third in the NFL. Very good pass protection. Lions defense have only had three sacks in the NFL this year, which is 28th Solid? in the NFL. Oh, it's not good. One and a half. It's not good.
0: Four and a half. They're going to get one and a half sacks. No
3: pressure. My there bad. will be no pressure against Drew Brees in this game. <laughs> anyways. The other big stats, Lions are 22nd in rushing. Saints are 6th on defense with rushing. There will be no rushing game. My boy Adrian Peterson, they'll try. He won't have a great game. I'm just calling it right now. Lions allowed nine sacks, which is 23rd in the NFL. Saints are 12th in the NFL with seven sacks, which means pretty decent pressure on Stafford. So, game will be one in the trenches. Closer game, I think everybody is, again, Saints – preseason, Saints are like the sexy pick. Everybody loves the Saints.
0: Oh, hey, we don't want to say that word here. Now I've, have to I've have already to said it like family five show. times to, already. Yeah, it's a family show. <laughs> You're going to
3: really edit this podcast because I have already said it like five times. <laughs> um, I think the Saints preseason, Every a lot of people have the Saints going to Super Bowl. I don't think they're as good as people think they are. But with that being said, I think there are those mismatches on offense and defense for the Lions where I don't see any pressure from the Lions against Breeze. Uh, and if you give Breeze just a little bit of time, dude, he's going to pick you apart. And if you have Michael Thomas back, that's a problem. Wait, I don't wait, care wait, who's guarding him. All
0: right, so, so let's take a step back. You said that they have really good offense line. People don't get pressure on him, right? Has Breeze done really that great his first he's, three games? Because he, he hasn't been, but he hasn't been getting pressured. You said if he has time, he'll pick you apart. He's, he's had time, and he hasn't picked people apart. There's something wrong
3: with Breeze. Dude, you can defend. You defend the lions all the time. Look, and I get it. That's not defending Look, the lions. That's okay. just saying
0: that Breeze is not his but, normal. No, self Okay, but listen. So far no, this year. but
3: here's okay. Listen. All right, lions I you didn't have an opinion. Lions rush defense, thirtieth <laughs> in the NFL. Yeah, I don't. I don't. So you can add a rush. You can add a, a little bit of a rushing offense for Breeze. Yeah, Latavius in this Murray game. is
1: actually maybe the the X factor in this game. He could be because I I think of Alvin Kamara as really like the the equivalent to Kyler Murray, where he's the unpredictable one. He's the one that you have to worry about in this offense. So if Drew Breeze doesn't get yep. pressure, that's fine, as long as you are locking up Kamara. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean. I'm So where does that where does that happen? Thirteen receptions last game, thirteen for 139 yards, two touchdowns. So I I text
0: Micah, uh, was that this morning or maybe it was last night? Doesn't matter. Last night. It was okay. So why why is Kamara tearing it up? Like what was wrong with your guys' defense that Kamara was just an absolute stud? Is it linebackers? Because that's what that's what my brain tells me every single time.
3: So let me let me drop this kind of a loaded question.
1: I
4: mean why is he cuz he's really good. he he's, well, been I know good he's for for really four good for years. I know he's really good. All right, but you don't have Michael how Thomas. Do you, shut down a player you don't like have
3: that? Michael Thomas. Guess what? He, all right. Breeze th- goes through his wide receivers real quick. All right. Not open, not open, open. A lot of dump passes to Kamara or checkdowns to Kamara or that he's been he has been a big beneficiary of Michael Thomas being out. Now you add Michael Thomas possibly we don't know but
1: Look I think ugh. I think your question Sam is a legitimate question. How do you stop Kamara in in this you know if Michael Thomas is out or whatever it is how do you stop him? And I think the game plan that we used with the Cardinals needs to be continued so in this so sp- way using a linebacker to spy him. Use right? a safety as a linebacker position speed, so you have yeah. he speed. Speed. Lo- speed. Load your okay. defense with speed and I want to make mention to Jaron Kurse. Who is coming he actually came over from the Minnesota Vikings, Vikings? Yeah. So maybe Jared's got a little insight on this guy. But what I know about him is he is an oversized safety and an undersized linebacker. Yeah. He's fast, but he's not the one on one he's, he's really not like a like a Daron Harmon right. linebacker. He's he's jacked, he can hit people, but he's not a typical safety. So th- I, this yeah. game, this game to me, it's like this is made for him. It's made for Tracy Walker. It's made for these guys who can run all over the place. So f- and spy, so Alex, so Smart. maybe have you,
0: him take uh, Will Harris's snaps
1: at safety, or or more of the get rid of your linebacker core and and start using these
3: guys to run limit. all over the field. Yeah, yeah. You, I you. could see that, but that. So that's that is my take on this game. At least I look again, stats guy. I look at the stats, I don't see a lot of good things happening for the Lions in this matchup. The Lions had a great game this past week. I think the matchup was a little different whereas this, the Saints very successful or pretty pretty successful at pressuring the quarterback and pretty successful at holding Drew Brees so that he can get time to throw. Those are those are both completely opposite for the Lions where the Lions are not good at pressuring the quarterback and yeah, so uh, see, that's I, where I, that's what I see.
0: I don't disagree with you that the trenches like f- probably favor the Saints, but at the same time, you look at everything else on paper. If you're looking at stats and take the team name out from the top of it, the Lions have are, are probably the better team so far. Yeah, only three games, right? So it's not like that exciting, but like on paper, the numbers, everything, flat out, you just have it all down. And you don't know who you are talking about. The Lions have the better quarterback. They have the m- more weapons on the offensive side of the ball. And
1: honestly, I mean, th- I just think that they're they're better than top to bottom. Uh, I, that's a dangerous thing to say. The Saints, you know how I like to say this, dangerous. Things. I know, but the Saints played Buccaneers week one, Raiders week two, and Packers week three. Who have the Lions played? Bears, Packers,
0: Cardinals. Right.
1: I mean, so you have Bears,
0: one team that has a loss, and it was to the Lions.
1: Yeah, and I would and argue, and then you could beat the Bears that, with a drop pass. And I'd argue that the Raiders and the Buccaneers are pretty good teams right now.
0: Right I agree. There. I don't disagree either.
1: Yeah. So I I think our game plan needs to be more of the speed on defense. Get you know, make Jamie Collins your middle linebacker. He he was the one who really was the the bright spot of this last game, and it's because you put more responsibility on him, less responsibility on Jared Davis. Less responsibility on Jelion Tavai. He, he was moved to an outside linebacker spot. And so now your matchups are changed. Now you have safeties that can cover running backs. Can cover. They don't have a, a slot wide receiver. Just like Larry Fitzgerald is not a fast slot wide receiver, that's the same sort of matchup <laughs> with the Saints. Man,
0: did he do anything? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Long,
1: we, can, we can stay with him as long as they don't have that athletic slot wide receiver, and I think this matchup is a little bit better than what we're thinking. Do I think the Lions are going to just win this game and this is like a perfect matchup for them? No, I don't think that's a good matchup. I'm scared of the Saints, but but I think the game plan from the Cardinals can be translated and transferred directly to this game. Keep the speed on the field. Let Tracy Walker run all over the place. Make him your best defensive player and let Collins do the rest. I think scheme-wise you have a scheme that can
0: limit the Saints. I do. I think Kamara. Obviously, you have to you have to contain him. Um, but I think offensively, I see so many opportunities and mismatches. I like the wide receiver depth. I think they can ins- expose this sa- uh, Saints secondary the way the Packers is. I mean, Lazard had six catches for 146 yards. Lazard. They didn't have Devontae Adams. It feels like you know you pick your poison with Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. One of those guys are is are going to have a massive game because they just don't have secondary to shut down this offense. Um, also the the Packers tight ends, they combine for nine catches in 140 yards. You're telling me Hawkinson and Jesse James can't do the same thing? I mean, how many drop balls do your tight ends have? You guys are, are weak at tight end in a lot of ways. If we the, had a if the Packers drop balls. if the, the Packers expose the Saints with their tight ends, tell me the Lions can't do that.
4: As long as your coach's game plan Wants to do it? Yeah, agreed.
0: I agree. I think. I think
4: Ed, on paper, that's what I'm saying. On paper, yep. they have what it takes
0: to. Right. And, and honestly, I don't want to say it's an easy game because that is very foolish ah. to say.
4: Ah, I completely it.
1: agree it with is that. Not, yeah. But they they almost beat the Packers. Not really. It, it, that was uh, a good game. It
4: was a very very bad and, and we're talking forth, to, hard fought game. And
1: we're talking about the Packers who just demolished us where we didn't have a chance
4: all over the field. So, anyways, moving forward.
1: I
0: don't. Know. I think if you remove the names about uh, around the team, you compare them head to head. I really think more people would pick the Lions than feel like they actually would. I think that this is a much closer, evenly matched. You're just game. saying the matchups. I, 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 the are, matchup is closer. Can, can help. I, yeah, I do. I, I really think I I I'm, I don't know. I, I have optimism going into this game. Um, but well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, obviously,
1: I think if if Hawkinson is a a main part of this game plan, that would make me really, really happy. But I also want the running backs to be the focus in this so we can target mismatches, because I think DeAndre Swift needs to be more involved in this offense.
4: That we I am surprised on that front. I am so surprised that with with the height this guy got with the the love of the pick from the fan base, how was this guy not more involved? Something's something's well, off. Well and Carry on Johnson.
1: Both of them Look, again, I listened to your guys' week two or podcast about the about the Lions, and we were talking about how they got away. Every single one of the Lions running backs had a good game in week two against the Packers where they got killed, but all three of them were really good. So I think that needs to be the focus of this offense. We can take a little bit of pressure off our injured wide receivers. We can take a little bit of pressure off of Hawkinson. He's more of a uh, situational mismatch. And let's target DeAndre Swift. Let's target Carry on, Johnson. Let's get Adrian Peterson running and have maybe multiple on the field at the same time. Let's get creative.
3: Oh,
1: it's time. You just cut me off. Was so really time to No, you were done. You were done. You were done.
3: <laughs> I have four more points to go through. That's Sorry. Like Oscars when you just turn up the music, to <laughs> yeah. wrap it up. You guys know the music. It's a team
1: pick.
0: That means we're gonna have yeah. some fun here. We're gonna have some fun. So, real quick, we got some spring team cleaning pick. to do. Uh, Ryan, congratulations. You won the NHL adopt team playoff draft that we had when you weren't even here. I always win that um, stuff. And to call touch me, on the NBA King that Ryan. honestly nobody is watching, I uh, have the Lakers and Ryan has the Heat um, with his second pick. He got them, so that's where we are at. What a
1: second but pick. I, I had them from the beginning.
0: Here we are. I mean second. MLB playoffs started today. I, I couldn't tell you the results of any of the games because i really didn't care early on but we're going to do it anyways we're going to have we're going to draft teams Jarrett, you're filling in for kyle and trab's there to help you um but you are you got the fourth overall pick so ryan you know how it works you're first i'm second mike is third Jarrett is fourth Jarrett trab kyle are fourth
5: what? wait what <laughs> <laughs> threesome
0: well, Kyle's gone. I'm
1: sorry.
5: But <laughs> you guys won my e. He'll get the credit. All right,
0: so Ryan, you're you're on the clock, buddy.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I there's a lot of teams that I really want to pick here that are kind of sleepers, and I'd love to take them right now, but I'm not gonna be stupid about this. I'm gonna take the loss. Oh, whoa, whoa. pick his pick, pick in. All right, oh, sorry. Oh,
4: whoa, yeah. whoa.
0: Thank dang. you. <laughs> you're taking the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, Dodgers. Yeah. Ah, dang it. Have to. For grandpa. Have to For grandpa. Our dad's. And Dad's all right. <laughs> all right. I am next, and I am going to jump down a couple here. And I'm not going to take the Yankees. I'm going to take the Minnesota Twins.
3: Are you bum? Oh, they just lost it. Well, I one didn't, one my, it. my pick is, is in. They're one loss away. <laughs> they are.
0: The Twins. I'm taking the Twins. It could happen tomorrow. Oh, damn! I didn't know that. <laughs> 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 well, my first pick might be gone by then. All right, Mikey, you're on the clock.
4: Oh. Pick us in. I'm going to go with the New York Yankees. Oh,
0: disgusting. Yep. You know Jarrett wasn't going to take the Yankees.
3: Kyle,
4: give me some love, buddy. (laughs)
0: All right. Jarrett and Trav, you guys figured I see so you guys are arguing. Trav doesn't
3: like my pick, so we're gonna switch here on and off. You're taking the rays? We're like Tweedle D, well, No. Guys,
0: you guys have back to back picks. So. Oh, we do have back
3: to back picks. Let's that. go. All right. Quiet so, Quiet, please. Uh, sorry. Anyways Is your pick in? You're just <laughs> yelling. The pick is in. You get the first one because I Uh we're gonna go the Cleveland Indians. Ooh. Beaver. Yeah it's a reach Beaver Fever. Beaver Fever. <laughs> All right, Trav. Trav, I'm going to let you pick this one. I so have 36, but you go ahead. Pick us in.
5: The Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, wow. Ah,
3: dang.
0: it. You guys are leaving a nice team there that I really want badly.
4: I know.
3: Micah, you're on the Rays clock. just won though, yeah. too, so we're in.
4: All right. Pick us in. I'm going to go with the Chicago White Sox. Ooh. It's
1: a good pick.
3: I'm,
0: it's a good I'm, pick. They're dangerous. I'm really excited it's about a, a couple teams that I can yeah, have it's, here. It's, it's no, I like that pick. I, th- I think they have one of the best offenses in the game. Top to bottom, they have one of the best. Yeah, I mean, I love their they, Their, their offense nine. is
1: stacked. I, I, so good. They scare me, yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, Ryan, you're on the clock. I get two picks here, right? Nope, I get two picks. <laughs> Actually, no. I'm on the clock with one pick. You're <laughs> on the clock, man. I'm on the clock with one pick. My bad. All right, I'm going back and forth between the. Never mind. I'm not going to say wrong. Same out loud. Of
4: this pick. Go
0: I'm going to go with. Uh, I took them early on, like when we were previewing the season. I'm going to take them again. I'm going to take the Braves. My pick oh, is in.
4: Really? Garbage. Your pick was already in. It's still the Braves. <laughs> I take that back. All
0: right, Ryan. You got back-to-back picks here.
1: Here we go. All right, so Verlander's injured. That makes it hard to pick to take the Astros. It's not—it's not an easy pick there. But you're gonna um, do it anyways. You no, I'm not. Are do you it. picks in. Won already. He took already. <laughs> Astros. All right, he took the Astros, guys. He took the Astros. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you got—you're back to back. No, I'm just
0: right, what do you got, Ryan? Tell us when your picks in.
1: Oh yeah, the pick is. You're in. You're looking at
0: scores. You're not supposed to do that.
3: He's literally supposed to pretend today. Himself, supposed to pretend tonight. today didn't happen. San Diego Padres, Dang, baby.
0: That's who I wanted. I was hoping they would fall to me. Okay. All right. It's I okay. thought you, for sure you are going to take not the mad A's. About it. You're a little mad, though. You said no. somebody took the Indians, yeah, right? I feel like I'm falling yep. behind my cross offs.
1: All right. The pick is in for my second, or I guess third.
6: <laughs> <laughs> no you sure?
0: He wants to take the A's, but they lost today, right? They did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> want to take the A's, though. I know you do. I just go. saying. I'm going to go it. Oakland A's. Oh, right. Right. oh they're did, low on my played? Yeah, I did play these. That makes me. I, here. I
1: picked them so early on in the year that I'm going to just roll with it.
0: <laughs> That's what I had to do with the Braves. All right. I, oh, man. My pick's in. How many years has it been since the Cubs won it?
1: 100 in, uh, well, hold on, One, no, two, like, Oh, yeah, like, no, like
0: two it? years. Oh, yeah. shoot, <laughs> oh, so they're not going to win it for another 110 or something, right?
1: Correct.
0: <laughs> All right, well, I'm, I'm going to take them anyways. I'll say wrong. All right. Cubs win. I took the Cubs. All right, so, Micah, you okay. are next, buddy. Pick us in.
4: Stick. I'm taking... The big red, baby.
3: The red. No, that was my underdog ah. pick. Cincinnati. That's my underdog pick. They're, they're ah. next.
1: Ah. They're next on the list. That's all like it was a reach either. <laughs> I had them <laughs>
3: fourth. I have them going to. They were my fourth team. All right. Yeah, that would have been the very last pick of the draft. <laughs> oh no! no it mine. wouldn't. Oh, they're <laughs> my fourth pick.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, you no, guys, uh, yeah. Travis and Jerry, you guys got you guys got back to back picks here Travis to finish your really lineup.
3: Screwed it up because I wanted the Reds. Well, there's a lot of teams to choose from, so hurt yourself. You know what? Astros won today. Rompe, rompe. Daddy Yankee, Yankees. Yankees already tugged. The pick is in. Yankee? No. Yeah. Yankees already were taken. Yeah. Micah got him. God. Good. That's all right. Fine with me. I'm glad. <laughs> I didn't want to go home. Hey, give me the Strohs. Those cheating sons of guns. If you're not <laughs> cheating, you're not trying to win. So go Astros. That's like why he we needs more don't Astros. Don't say that
0: about New England Patriots, but.
3: Well, true with the Patriots, too. <laughs> all right, Trav. Astros.
0: Tell us when your pick's in. You go for it, Trav Holy smokes. Don't hurt yourself, guys.
5: The pick is in. St. Louis Cardinals for Mike Duz brother.
0: Oh, is he really oh a my is gosh. he? A, <laughs>
5: Dude, I,
4: why is he a Cardinals fan? I have no idea. Is he really even a Cardinals fan, it. or is that just 1998?
0: I'll never get that, that.
4: I think it was 1998, but he's just sticking to it.
0: Mark McGuire?
4: Be, well, he doesn't stick to hockey teams. So I'm. I, don't know why he stuck to the Cardinals. Have no idea. Mary, a Smith, a Smith with, a weird, weird. with a weird
1: with a weird team.
4: That's weird. Hey, whoa, whoa,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> whoa, whoa, I think that's that's what? fair. What?
3: That's fair. What? Micah, you're Mocking on the clock. Mocking my family. Oh yeah, Jarrett's the weirdest on. one. I man. didn't mock your family,
4: did I? Oh, no. <laughs> 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 did for weird teams. I'm like, oh no, yeah. i are oh, yeah, right yeah, speaking to yeah. the song yeah. only so,
3: so long. Let's calm down. All right, it just repeats. Good team, teams.
4: Pick is in. I'm going to go with the uh, Canadian-based team. I'm going to go with Toronto. I
0: like it. No, I don't. They lost. I'm really glad you took them.
4: Yeah, they're going to be done. So that leaves me.
0: I'm going to take the Brewers for sure. I mean, picks
1: in. Oh, so good. I love the Marlins. Yeah, I would have picked Marlins. Brewers. I bet you, yeah. All right, the pick is in. Let's be honest. For the final pick. (laughs) (laughs) Neither one of those teams are going to win. But The best pick of the whole draft, Miami (laughs) Marlins stud pitchers, Sixto Sanchez guys, come on. The trade with the with the
3: Phillies and Sixto Sanchez? Are you kidding me? You think All they right. like that trade right now? Alright, enough Marlins. That's the most <laughs> Marlins talk we should ever have on <laughs> <laughs> this podcast.
0: Yeah, Marlins talk anybody <laughs> should ever have. <laughs> Look them up, time. guys. Look him up. Start fading out the music
3: so I can
1: stop the recording. Alright, it's fading. Go. <laughs> Alright, guys, you know that music. It is time to make our De Hops Brewing Company Cafe picks of the week. But before we do that, I want to remind everyone to stop into De Hop's Brewing Company Cafe for some of the best beer in West Michigan. The family friendly atmosphere is perfect for whatever you have going on. And if you mention State of My Sports, you can get a nice little discount when carry out a crawler or on your first pint when you dine in. Whatever your beer of choice is, we're sure De Hops will have something that you like just as much, if not more. Please keep an eye out for some of their great beers at your favorite local beer store, or you can carry out a six pack or their double dry hopped New England IPA, Seven Secrets, Stand Delicious, which is their incredible juicy IPA that is packed with mosaic hops and create notes of pineapple and citrus. It is soft on the palate and, just, and has just enough bitterness to pull you back in for another sip, or the World Beer Championship Silver Medal Award winning Shadow Box. Dark Lager is also being sold in six-packs now. If you are not in the Walker area uh, and you would like to carry out a six-pack, be sure to ask your favorite beer store to start carrying their great beer if they they do not have it yet. DeHop's Brewing Company Cafe is the official brewery of State of My Sports in 2020, so please check them out and let them know that we sent you. I got through the read.
4: Nice. Barely,
1: but please go support DeHop's. Their big, big support for this podcast, and we appreciate any kind of help to them and to us, so appreciate it.
0: Awesome. Well, all right, so th- these are the picks. I'm going to start with the results from last week. We had a push for the first time ever, I think, <laughs> so I just threw that out the window. We, we had four games now because I don't want to have to read a one to push for the rest of my podcasting career, so... I'm gonna just stick understand. with the games that that somebody won or lost. Micah, you went two and two. Uh, Kyle went one and three. Ryan two and two. Uh, thanks to Trav, uh, I went two and two as well. Jerry, you actually went zero and four on the Facebook Live. You you made your picks on the Facebook, <laughs> and you oh went, that doesn't count. You though. went it's you not. went zero and four. I just had to bring that up. Yeah, but that doesn't um, count because it was unofficial. <laughs> Micah Micah is leading the way. <laughs> Only one that's documented. <laughs> Micah is leading the way at nine and five. Uh, Kyle's at seven and seven with right along with me and Ryan. You're bringing up the rear end with uh five and nine. Not bad. Uh, but we got five games here. We're gonna make the picks and we're gonna struggle, but it'll be fun anyways. Uh, Mikey, you're leading the way, so you're gonna make the first picks. Like always, we do Thursday night football. It's a snoozer, but it's football, so we will do it anyways. We got Broncos at the Jets, who are getting three points. Where are you feeling with that one, Micah?
4: This is a really Bad matchup.
0: Yeah, you got the third-string Broncos quarterback against the, the Jets, uh, who are terrible. Third-string franchise. <laughs> yeah, right?
4: <laughs> who you got, uh, though? We got to know. Where are they at? They're at the Jets. I, I'm going to go Jets, I guess. Wow. I know.
0: J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, Kyle never sent in the picks, so, Jarrett, you're actually going to do the picks for I got you back, Kyle, Kyle this week. Yeah, hope oh.
3: He's listening. I, yeah, Pey- Peyton Manning's Got telling it. me uh, <laughs> Broncos will win this game, twenty-one to twenty. So Jets will get the points. Oh,
0: jeez, I started writing the wrong word. Yeah, there.
3: Jets plus three. Give me that, Trav. Do you want to throw it, Trav? You
0: want to throw in? You, do ahead. you agree with Jarrett on that or no? Of course, the Broncos are going to win this game. Well, <laughs> what? But, but what about the what about the spread? Are they going to cover the three points?
5: Twenty-one to twenty. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so Holy you're taking
0: cow.
3: the Jets as well? No. I like this. You said 21 Yeah, Jets plus three, Broncos win. Yeah, Yeah, all right. All
1: right, Ryan, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to go Broncos in this one. (laughs) Right? I'm not taking the Jets because they might be the worst (laughs) team in the NFL.
0: This this smells like Jets win, honestly. (laughs)
3: It really does. yeah.
5: But I'm taking the Broncos because it's a smart pick. Hold on. Dan Orlowski (laughs) said that the – Lions 0 and 16 team would beat the Jets 16 <laughs> times in a row. Yeah, he was also the quarterback. I would take Sam Darnold Larson. He was Herlovsky, the quarterback. The
1: legendary running out of the back of the end zone safety.
5: But what a statement to think that they're that bad that he claims that his team would win, go 16 and 0 against them. See, yes, I, I'm don't,
0: the I don't think the Jets are that bad. I just think. No, they're bad. No, they're terrible. <laughs> I don't know. You're crazy. Really? They're so bad. I haven't watched them, but <laughs> all right. So let's we'll just all move right. on. We'll we'll, do, we'll hit a couple college. We actually got three college football games on the slate here. Uh, we'll start with number ten Texas A and M at Alabama, who is number two. They are minus seventeen and a half points. Courageous. Seems That's like a lot, lot from of a points. from a two to ten spread, but honestly, I might take it. What about you, Micah?
5: <laughs> Don't hurt yourself. Uh, Micah was not prepared. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> he should be. I sent this. Couple days ago. He's like, Let me think about this for many
4: minutes. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Bama.
0: Bama. All right. Scott's gonna be pumped about that one. Uh Kyle slash Jarrett and Trav. You guys just you guys established right? oh he's he's asking yeah, Peyton So Manning. Peyton Manning here Manning is they telling trust me Peyton Manning listen,
3: too much. Mond is way overrated for Texas A and M. I don't think they're that good. And Jimbo Fisher can suck it. Alabama <laughs> minus 17 and a half
0: Wait, did did Peyton Manning say
3: that he could suck it or did you say he could uh, suck it? I added the suck it part, but Peyton agrees. Bama <laughs> minus 17. I'm pretty 17 sure that was a half. quote. I was right <laughs> there Dude. too. Trav, you're Trav, do you do But do you Bama agree is disagree? much better than the experts think. Yes. All right. Even though he the agrees. experts he think agrees. they're very good. Trav
0: agrees. I'm just writing Trav agrees. All right, Ryan, you're next, buddy. Yeah, Bama all right, I think That's Bama, it's
1: outrageous, 17 and a half points. It for is. I just don't think up. Texas A&M is that yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, I agree yeah, I agree with that.
0: I feel like it's just overrating Vegas always Texas knows. A&M big time. All right, so here we are. We are at number eight, Auburn at number four, Georgia, who is minus six and a half. Michael, what do you got with this one?
4: I think Auburn's overrated, as they usually are. I'm going to go with Georgia. Jarrett?
0: Um,
3: so I love – this is – this is a very good spread. I think it's going to be close to this, but Auburn, Bo Nix, is good in big games. Give me Auburn plus six and a half, 27-21. Georgia will win, but Auburn will get the points. Trevor, do you agree with that? Uh, 100%.
0: You're not, you're, just not, you're just not in a disagreeing mood. We've disagreed way too much today watching the debate. What did you, what did
1: you guys just pick? Georgia? Jo-
3: Georgia's going to Georgia? win, but Auburn's going to get the points. Auburn with the spread. All, All right, I gotcha.
1: Ryan, how about you? I think this game will be really telling for Georgia cuz we don't really know how good they are yet. They they have so many new pieces in key positions. So I'm actually going to take Georgia in this, but I I I don't know. This is going to probably sway my decisions for the rest of the year for the SEC. Yeah,
0: I I don't disagree that this is going to be a telling game, but I do disagree by taking Georgia. I honestly Georgia. think I think Auburn's going to win out, right? I do. All, All, right. Right. All right! Wow. So I'm,
4: right. Gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna take the points. points hey, he, I'm gonna take he, the
0: points, but I think they win no, this game out. Right? I really I think do.
4: that's just a a pick to try and get ahead.
0: No, it's really not. I like Auburn better. I think they're really? more proven in, in the key positions Me in, this, in this football All game. Right. So that's where I'm going with that. Uh, we got one more. I said Navy versus Army, but that is not right. It is Navy versus Air Force, and we got Navy versus. They're minus three um, against Air Force. Absolutely. Uh, right? Is that right?
3: Yeah, Navy Air Force. All right, plus this is six. Not on my list.
0: Oh yeah, I switched it. Navy, it I sent it. Six. I sent it today. I, we we got rid of the Tennessee game. We're not doing Tennessee Steelers anymore.
4: Yeah.
0: You're um, right. Navy is minus three against Air Force. <laughs>
4: uh. Okay. It's a it's huge curveball.
0: It's called a changeup, or yeah, maybe it's yeah. a curveball. I've never know. been
1: good at hitting
3: changeups, so I don't know. So this is, Navy. this is a changeup. right. Jarrett? I had a different Grap? spread here, so I had Air Force plus six. Uh, I have Navy winning the game 27-24, so push. No, you can't do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go balls out, push. Uh, what, what? Gonna, Kyle, you're killing Kyle. You the Kingslayer. You asked, you asked, you uh, you they asked, call me the Kingslayer. you said, it's going to be a three-point game. Maybe we'll win by three. Three and a half. Push. Hold on. I'm going to Oh, pull. it's a three and a half? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> oh, we're not pushing have, three I and a half. I have three. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Like, I, I want to push.
0: It. Oh, yeah. It is six and a half, but those was three oh, when I said it earlier. T- <laughs> what? It moved to
5: six and a half, but we're sticking with three.
3: Okay. I. Oh, well, in that case, oh, push. Give, <laughs> give me a push. <laughs> what is going on?
5: <laughs> we'll take Navy winning by 17.
0: All right. <laughs> I'm going to stick with that. <laughs> All right, so you got Navy. You got Navy either way, right? Six and a half? Yeah, yeah. It's three or six and a half. What are you doing? Navy. All right, I'm doing Navy as well. Navy plus 20. Air Force is not going to keep this game close. I'm sorry. They're just not. No good. That was on my end. I I don't know what happened there. But we can end with our Detroit Lions. They host the New Orleans Saints, who are a four-point favorite. (sighs) What are we doing here, boys? (laughs) What are we doing? I'd what are we doing? Four's not that many. It's not no, as many as I thought it was going to be. I'm just trying many. to sway uh, these fellas picks. Uh, Micah. Saints. I think you're taking that to gain a point on me.
4: No, it's going to be Saints by two scores at least. Peyton Manning's you know, talking. And hold on. Peyton, Peyton, Peyton Manning's, Peyton
3: Manning's Manning. talking. All right. Hold. Yep. Here we go. Uh, two-time Super Bowl winning Peyton Manning has informed <laughs> me that the Saints will get minus 4. It'll be 28 to 23. So it is a close to the spread. It's five. It's a ridiculous Yeah, score. I'm not pushing this one. Saints will get the minus four. Trav, do you
0: agree or disagree? Peyton Manning, the one plus one winning just championship. Nodding. He's just <laughs> nodding. He just doesn't have anything to say. He's just nodding.
5: Five.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he just nodded again.
5: Lions win
1: 31-27. Let's go. Ryan. I mean, that's a little foolish to pick the Lions in this game against the Saints with the matchups that they have. <laughs> do
0: it anyways. <laughs> you're going to do it. I can tell you're going
1: to oh, do here it. here go. He's going
0: to pick them to win. I know he's going to do it. Picking the
1: Lions, guys. Come on oh, now. Let's go. Wow. I don't have a score, but I'm just picking the Lions. Yeah, we don't need
0: scores here. <laughs> Jarrett just brings that. Oh, I think. They must do that on the Disney yeah, podcast. Yeah, that's a Disney thing. Never.
1: They're like they keep two, store there. Two and a half gosh. hours
0: for this line. <laughs> plus or minus
1: go. He's like two hours, forty two minutes, well, and thirty eight seconds. Well, during COVID, you know, it's kinda cut down
0: for the home field all advantage, all right. the for mask the, For the Avatar line. We got it. My Crushed gosh. it. <laughs> Over under
1: <laughs> the
0: wait time for Avatar. Oh, I'm taking the Lions plus sky. four.
1: What is it, like, Flight? Sky? There's zero question.
0: I'm going to take the Lions over, plus four. There's zero questions Lions win this game. No, They're the better team. Lions are the better team. They're going to win. They're going to be 2-2 two two going into the bye. they got the easy schedule. We're looking at it, 11-10. 10-11 wins. 11-10. It starts now. But what it starts the, now. But what
1: about the Avatar ride? Oh, That's the real question.
4: Turn God. his mic <laughs> off, please. No, this is
0: my podcast, Micah.
4: Turn oh, your, I thought it was ours. turn. Oh, your oh, Lions,
0: well, Turn your Packers mic off. This might be the worst ending to a podcast. <laughs> well, we still got beer <laughs> grades. So. Oh,
3: yeah, we do have
4: beer grades.
0: Well, we can make it worse then. It is time to grade our Michigan beers Somebody for episode 74. <laughs> I got it. But before we do, I want to remind everyone of our partner, Sicily Annals Market. They are simply the best beer store in West Michigan, located on Lake Michigan Drive, right between Grand Valley State University's main campus and downtown Grand Rapids, wherever you live in West Michigan, it is the it is worth the short drive for what they have to offer. Whether you know what you want or need some of whether you know what you want or need some help from their expert staff, Sicilian's Market is the best place for it. They not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beer across our great nation. They are individually priced, so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack. They have a great selection of craft beer, specialty wines, spirits, ciders, coffee, tea, tobacco, and cigars. They also have the largest selection of homebrew and winemaking supplies in West Michigan. People are really mean here. Even without Kyle here, I'm getting a lot of crap. We love that Siciliano's Market is part of the state of my sports family, and it is who we visit to help us choose our Michigan beer for each and every episode. So please check them out and let them know we sent you. Hoy hoy hoy, It was a fun debate. Not the Lions-Saints matchup, but <laughs> a different debate. All right, Jarrett and Trav, you guys just, just take it over. All Tell right. us what you guys are drinking. So Give it a I try. have
3: Larry's latest juicy IPA. So, again, the name comes from Larry Bell, who is the owner of Bell Brewery. Is it Bell's Brewery? Bells, yeah. Bells Bells Brewery or Bells Brewing Bell's. Company? I have no uh, idea. Larry's a good Bell's man. Brewery, yeah. Larry's a good man. Uh did a good job. He started experimenting with beers 1985. Uh again, this is a juicy India Pale Ale, 6%. Uh Larry, I got to talk to you straight forward. I it's okay. It's nothing crazy. <laughs> um but nothing bad, but nothing great. I'm going to go average here, 65.
0: 65. Wow.
3: Larry, let's mm. let's meet up. Maybe you can give me another <laughs> beer, and I will give you a better one. But is that Rick, I wonder low if, for you. I wonder if his lowest what? is better than his six latest. five is pretty low for me. Yeah. Watch Peyton. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, Trev, you're drinking all day. You didn't give him much of a description, but that's okay. Just tell us what. Like, tell us a little more about it. Maybe Once you again, want to. Once again,
5: this is what I go to when I just want a beer and drink it all day. So. Uh, <laughs> pretty simple. Oh. Um, this is a disaster. Yeah, I'm going to go with just a simple like 7-5. I don't love it, don't hate it, but I go to it all the time, but it's not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and Peyton Manning is here. What was the score? 7-5. 7-5. <laughs> all right. All
2: right, we
0: have our wives here, like Ryan Jeez. and I do, and it is there's a lot of giggling. Oh. Dust going on in the background and it's just it's just the way it works, but that's yeah. okay. We are way more professional than I'm this. okay with it. Micah, Good night, guys. what are you drinking? No, tra- you got to stay for the out song.
4: Uh, <laughs> tonight I am drinking the bold, the smooth, and the creamy peanut butter porter from Saugatuck Brewing. And it is exactly what it says. It is bold, it is smooth, and it is creamy. Probably a little bit more on the creamy side. There is a ton of peanut butter in there. And that's what I like about these specific peanut butter porters is when that peanut butter flavor is strong. Yeah. and it is and it's easy to drink. And it's only 5.7 alcohol content. Yeah, so it's not too heavy. It's not too heavy. You're not going to fill up on one so you can really sit back,
0: drink it, all four.
4: Real uh, yeah, enjoy all four, all six or <laughs> well, however many better. you buy. But I'm going to go with a I'm going to go with an 8.8. I really like that beer. Oh.
0: It's a really nice score. Wow. Eight point eight.
4: Yeah, it's a good, good beer. Is that among beer. the highest
3: you've ever rated? No, no. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, Micah, Micah uses that's the ten a high rating. scale. <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> I'm usually out there.
0: He's okay. like an eight to ten scale.
3: Solid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Ryan.
4: All right. You so Got that nice
3: little peach one going. Yeah,
1: for sure. Ras peach, raspberry peach sour from Brewery Vivant, and uh, I'm. T- this is this is really good. So the description talks about like the little uh, acidic side to this, like the little punch right at the very beginning, and it delivers. It's perfect, and I, I I think it it's either that I'm really into these sours lately, and I think maybe Arvon got me into this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know this, they, they really pulled off what they're really going for with this. So the description matches exactly. Uh, exactly what you're going to be experiencing with this beer. And so for that reason, I'm going to go eight six. This is a very, very good sour.
0: Nice. All right. I am drinking uh, from Arbor Brewing Company. The, they're here on haze. It is their New England style, their latest New England style. They, I mean, they, they explain it by saying loads of mosaic and citra dance against the soft pillowy mouthfeel of oats and wheat. Uh, it has a smooth malt body. And it gives way to a sm- soft sm- finish with balanced bitterness. I'm really nervous with my wife sitting here. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> this is making me really God. nervous. I don't read in front of her for yeah. a reason. <laughs> and here I am reading in front of
3: her for a different thing. Peyton helps. Peyton This is
0: not the Peyton that would help me in this, in this <laughs> moment. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, it's a really good beer. You guys know how much I love the New England style IPAs. Um, and I, it, it was solid. I'm gonna go with a seven eight, not my favorite, but good enough. But good, it's good. But great. the the girls are drinking wine. Do you guys want to talk vino. about your wine a little Hello, bit? Vino,
3: yeah. talk about box.
4: Well, I'm drink door. I'm drinking boxed wine because it's cheap.
3: Franzia.
4: <laughs> no no no. <laughs> vino. Vino. And, uh, it's a cabernet. It's
2: very
6: nice. Cabernet. What is this accent? Are you It's all of a sudden just
3: a, I, I don't know what just happened. Is no, what wine happens when I drink wine? Yeah, wine, wine comes, <laughs> from, Italy comes from Italy only. Nothing else. It's a nice boxed
4: wine, okay? Four bottles per box. <laughs> it's very cost efficient, and it's it's okay.
2: It's
6: fine.
3: That's yeah, very nice. One to ten scale. You
2: need a one to ten
6: scale. Okay. Uh, seven. A good seven. Wow. Seven good is an seven. okay it's a good average. Seven. It's all
2: fine. It's right.
1: good. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle would say that's kind of like a noob kind of grade because yeah, it, went, you can't it went just say 7. Just 7. You need a point in there or something. Yeah. All right, Andrea is <laughs> drinking the same thing.
0: But we just need a grade for you, unless you want to describe it a little bit more.
4: Well, I got the wine from Jill. <laughs> Thank you, Jill. Thank you, Jill for the wine. Because this is a, the exact same wine. Um and
3: uh, <laughs> rating.
4: It's one not
0: 1 to 10.
3: Don't be a noob.
4: It's just something to drink. Um, <laughs> a six point four. Oh, yeah.
3: So okay. A very She's, professional more a, grade. More
0: of a wine snob, I guess. But yeah, uh, that's just the way it works. Snobby answer. And there's nothing wrong with it. But uh, we just want to thank you, thank you guys for recording. <laughs> Obviously, really appreciate it. It was a a very different night, but a fun night. Uh, and thank you all for watching and listening. Really appreciate it. We'll talk to you guys next week, if not sooner. Bye, everyone. Peace.